Before we get into the video, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Pelicans win 127-110 over the Portland Trail Blazers. Before we get into the show, podcast is sponsored by the Birdsall Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boo Crew Media, located in 918 Poitier Street by the Superdome. Give them a call at 504-523-5413 if you or someone you know has been involved in an accident. Birdsall Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boo Crew Media, joined with Chris and Chaz. Um... Trey Murphy was unbelievable tonight. Chris, we're going to let you have the floor first. Uh, we've been talking about it all year long. Trey Murphy, go hunt your shot. Go hunt your shot. Shoot as much as possible. Tonight, it was his first complete game career high, 41 points. Um, what did you see from him from the jump? Um, I, I mean, I, I think he he realized the, the kind of a – opponent that he was dealing with, the, the style of defense that he was going to end up facing. And he took it as an opportunity to, you know, to really find a rhythm. Like the contest that the Trailblazers were, were putting out were, were either late. I mean, we know that they're a bad defensive team. And, you know, you whether it was scheduled or, you know, it's, it's legitimate once Dame is out. Um, this isn't the same Blazers team from a, from an energy um, standpoint that maybe showed up and beat this, beat the Pelicans, beat a healthy Pelicans, if I'm correct, earlier in the year. So um, I just think, you know, Trey, Trey took advantage of the, you know, the moment he took advantage of the matchup. And I mean, I'd say, um, you know, this is the best, the best shooting game, the best. Um, and you, you can even see defensively, like mm-hmm. continuing to really, to really put complete games together. But from a shooting perspective, probably the best game since early that Dallas game, uh, to begin the year where he had like eight in a row, uh, I think, or something like that. Good game. He kept putting them up, man. He deserved to, you know, have his have his, have his moment, gave the people at home a show, gave the people that pulled up, a, you know, a good night, 41, man. Shout out to Trey putting in the work. Yeah, uh, Chaz, something I thought was really cool. Uh, it was like a 30-something point game to start the fourth quarter, and you saw that the team made an, a, a valiant effort. I think the first play of the fourth quarter, they ran a set for Trey, missed a three ball, and then like, right down i think naji went right back to try to get his 40 burger uh, i thought that was a really cool moment you know the team pulling for trey murphy to get his first 40 point um career game but you know we, we we talk about trey all the time about how he should shoot more i think tonight i mean i haven't looked at the stats but he i haven't looked at the season stats but he shot hit 14 three-point attempts tonight uh-huh. that's the stuff we want to see every game um yeah. he's that good of a shooter he went nine to 14 from deep yeah, and it's not just shooting the types of shots he would take. He was taking right, um, contested jumpers, attacking closeouts well, you know, finishing at the rim, finishing through contact, um, going you know to the line, knocking down his free throws. You know, you got a guy like Trey who's such an incredible free throw shooter. You want to see him try to, and he's such a great athlete. You want to see him kind of you know attack the rim and try to finish over. Um, you know, defenders and use his, his athletic gifts and get to the line and knock down free throws. Um, this this era of basketball, you're not going to win taking a lot of difficult two-point shots. This is a, a you got to be a, a attack, attacking downhill or killing them from behind the arc. And I think Trey at his best, you know, can do both because he's such a, you know, a, a tall, lengthy, athletic guy. And uh, when he uses that to his advantage and he's able to um, use his his size and his length to rise above um, defenders and shoot the three and knock down those contested jumpers, I think it's great. Even last game, he had an incredible crossover 
But yeah. he um, he passed the ball, but I was like, oh wow. All right, I, I never saw that from you before. Like it was it was really the process, regardless of the result, the process has been good for Trey post um all-star break, in my opinion. I'm glad you said that because you have noticed him more taking defenders off the dribble. Now it's not it's happening one, once or twice a game, but as you said, it's a slow build. You're starting to see more of that. Yeah. Um, Chris, you know, another guy, you know, is he's just, I mean, I love him. He's just been incredible the last 16 games, Herb Jones. Uh, you could tell from tonight, like right off the bat, he wasn't let, like Anthony Simons, like nothing was coming easy for him tonight. He was all over him from the jump. I think maybe the first or second play of the game, he had laid out at half court and like he set the tone tonight. In my opinion, I thought Herb Jones set the tone tonight. Like you're not coming in, coming to punk us. Don't care if we're shorthanded. Don't care if we have our superstars. We're coming here to kick your ass. And you know, I thought he set the tone tonight. Yeah, I mean, similar, similar to Trey, man. You know, the Pelicans have a really good opportunity to win games, and they do well when Herb Jones plays well, when Herb Jones plays with intent and confidence. And I think, you know, that's the, you know, the biggest um, I think difference for him right now is that, I mean, look, there was a lot of a lot of reasons for for the coaching staff to lose to lose faith in him being the one to be in out of the starting lineup when they started to make changes and so on and so forth. And they kept they kept going with him, man. So um, I think between that, you know, the mentality, I think is different. He had back to back games where, you know, he gets eight, nine rebounds. Uh, but when he catches the ball in the corner now, the shot that like like he's not he's not thinking. There's not there's not side side gathers or, you know, or dribbles. He's just shooting the ball. He's trusting the work that he's putting in. And I think what's mentally what you can see is that he's a step ahead. It looks like of a lot of um, a lot of of the different opposing individuals that, you know, that he's playing, especially defensively. Herb is playing with the confidence of feeling like he's one of the better players on the floor. And that's like this team needs that, especially when you got dudes that's off the floor um, so often. Um, and tonight was another was another example of that right or wrong, similar, similar to what Chad said about about Trey. Like, you know, the process is there and the results are getting better and better at the right time in the year for him, you know, and for the team, you know, as they you know, we figure out how this how about the curse. And we figure out how they're gonna finish. <laughs> Cut yourself. Uh Chaz, another guy. We gotta talk about CJ McCollum tonight battling through injury. Mm-hmm. Uh he has not been feeling a hundred percent and um, you know, I, I think he struggled and we have, we've been pretty hard on him, but I thought tonight, I thought CJ was the veteran that this team's needed for a while. You know, he, he we had talked about earlier in the week in the last two weeks, his, he, he's dealing with a thumb injury. So why mm-hmm. are you shooting so much tonight? 11 assists. He was facilitating. He was looking, he was hitting the open man. Didn't really think he four shots. And then when he had his shooting attempts, like his shot attempts, I thought tonight were really good. Yeah. Um, and that's the type of player we want to see cjb especially you know if you're gonna be without brandon ingram who's going through um an ankle injury uh you know cj bound to the thumb injury tonight would you like from him man this the fact that he laced him up initially like because oh man uh him even jeremy grant jeremy grant took a had a rough cut to the eye shot free throws with you know one eye open made them both too it's incredible came back into the game i thought he was concussed but Came back into the game. Um, but CJ, you know, to his credit also, it wasn't just that he made shots tonight. It was when he made the mm. shots. It was always a big answer. Like, you know, um, they you know they might hit a three. Here comes CJ knocking down a three, knocking down multiple threes. Um, got to the line, did what he had to do. 
this uh true professional, true professional tonight. And um, he had a rough game last night, but to, for him to come and play a back-to-back when he has the cachet and has the status the way he doesn't need to necessarily do that, yes, this team needs every win they can get. But you got guys who haven't achieved nearly as much as CJ on this team who don't even play back-to-backs. So that's a true testament. They're younger. They haven't achieved anything uh, in the basketball world, you know, compared to CJ. And um, they're not playing back-to-back. So for him to come out and play a back-to-back with injury and have the performance he's had tonight, nothing but respect to CJ. Nothing but respect. I tip my hat to that guy for his performance tonight. CJ McCollum. Another, another guy we should uh, – because, Chris, you talked about it too, Larry Nance. Uh, you could tell he's not 100% either, but he's – he, you can see multiple times that he was like, he was bending over trying to catch his breath. He just, you know, he, 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 he wanted, I feel like he wanted to be out there with his guys. You know, he, he knew that this was an important win tonight. We need to have this win facing the Lakers here on Tuesday. Chris is Tuesday a must win. I know I keep asking this, but Tuesday, I think in my opinion is the biggest game of the season, because if you do beat LA, I think you get the tiebreaker. Is that correct? I, oh, I, no, heard, Graf's, no, I, heard, I heard Graf say it. I heard Graf say it on the radio. I was like, are we sure? Because oh, it's 2-1 Lakers right now, right? So then yeah, it would be, home, it would be, it would be 2-2. Two, two. Um, so then what does it go to? What does is, what is that tiebreaker go to? I think that, well, it depends on how many people are tied. Like, because you got, you got conference yeah. records that come into play. You know what I'm saying? You know, stuff like that. Then it goes from conference to division. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll say this. I think, I think it's a it's a must win for um, the people that are invested in this team. The West is so terrible right now, <laughs> and there's teams that don't want to make the playoffs that are just here. You know, they they don't even want to be. You know, they don't want to make the play. And like the Thunder, the Thunder came out, I think, like a week ago and said, you know, we're monitoring SGA's minutes the rest of the way. You in the thick of a play, you know, playing race. You don't want to be like they, you know, they don't want to end up being here. Game goes from probable to you know, to out tonight. They like, you know, we see like what's what's happening here. I think for a lot of a lot of teams, Utah might be one of those situations. But you know, I think, man, you look at everything in which this team, you know, like every every Lakers game is is important for a bunch of different reasons. But where you're at right now with tiebreakers and so it's you're in the in the eleven seed. Any win against these teams that you're going against from the sixth spot up are must wins. And it's going to be a playoff intensity type of type of game where you're going to need your best players. And listen, I mean, the Lakers are playing really good basketball right now to go with that. So I think for the fan base, the people that are, you know, that are that are tying themselves, invested into this team, they need to see the, the Pelicans come out and beat a good playing basketball right, team right now, especially that team. Um, Cause then the schedule lightens up for a little bit, right? You get Houston back to back, then you get then you get San Antonio, I believe. Like Charlotte, Lakers, yeah. yeah, Charlotte, you get a chance. You possibly could be looking at somewhat of a winning streak, but you know, I think that that game against the Lakers on Tuesday will be a start for that. Yeah, uh, Chaz, um, I'm looking at the standings now. To Chris's point, your game back of the seven seed, two games back of the six seed. The West is so bad, bro. It's really bad. Uh, and, and 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 it looks like Kyrie, he's got a foot injury with Dallas, you know, the Luke injury. Um, does this team need 
In order to make the playoffs, Chaz, do you think this team could be a nine or ten seed and make it in the playoffs, or do they have to be a seven or eight seed? I think it's possible. Um, like you, what I'm saying though is like I, I know last year we caught that like lucky break with Paul George. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we win against the Clippers, but what I'm saying though is if you get to that eight seed, you are you automatically you automatically have two games, right? You have to win one, right. and you automatically get a home game. Now, what I'm asking is if they get that nine or ten seed, do you think this team could win one? You know, maybe if they're the 10 seed, I don't see them getting the playoffs. They win yeah. two road games. I, I um, think I think anything could happen, but for the sake of total transparency, nine or 10 seed, you already you already failed. You already failed. You, anyway. you, you have that as a failing. Yeah, you you already you season. already failed anyway. You got you got point. um you know look, you got you got your second best player. You know, some arguably best player in Brandon, who's you know effectively. shutting himself down whenever whenever he just feels like it you know what i'm saying just shutting him like i you know now i'm I'm straight i don't feel like playing tonight you know effectively shutting himself down he doesn't have no sense of urgency no matter no matter truthfully look jazz really tough schedule you um uh okc really tough schedule coming up um a couple guys got some really tough schedules coming up right i think i think you're it's you in the Lakers, right? Personally, I don't want to. I'm not going to put the pressure on this team that they're not putting on themselves, especially Brandon, to win that Lakers game. I just say go six and two over your next eight. I don't care who the second loss comes to. Just, just final. Yeah, like over these, over these eight games, you already got one loss with the Kings. You know, without Fox. You know, because Brandon didn't want to play. And um, you mean um. Well, yeah, they've, like already with, lost, with the they've already lost twice. They've already lost twice. They've lost the Kings. They lost the Thunder. Oh well, got to win your next six. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, no, you got to win your next what? Four? I don't know if you forgot about Saturday. Yeah, I forgot about OKC game. already. You got to you got to win your next four. So, <laughs> but uh, but to uh, your point, this is and Chris, this is why I pitched this to you because if you do beat the Lakers, you're you're most likely going to win your next three games. I mean, it's Houston and San Antonio, but you know, you know, I know, yeah. I know, you got to play the game. I know, I know, you. San Antonio's playing well. I know, I, and I, I say they, they just beat Denver. Yeah, right. playing well. So, who knows what happens there? Let's get to the elephant in the room for the next ten minutes because I we got to talk about this. Um, presented by Company Burger, located forty six hundred for Red Street. We got to talk about Brandon Ingram. I, I don't, I don't like talking necessarily about injuries and and pain tolerance and that's just something that we don't really know about i don't know how messed up his ankle is or whatever it may be uh coach green came out today in his presser and said that he was still dealing with a little bit of soreness christian clark tweeted it out it got quote tweeted like no other uh chris are you i guess you see cj battling through injury you see larry nance battling through injury uh who knows you know i'm sure herb jones is nicked up i'm sure trey's nicked up i'm sure all you know you see jose battle through injury at what point at what point in this Brandon only wants to play when he's a hundred percent. And I don't think that's, I just don't think that's attainable. The leader. I don't think be uh, the leader. You, you got to play right. hurt, man. I, I don't want to leader, tell you that. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it, but CJ McCollum, like I talked about this chat, Chris, yeah. CJ McCollum, I, I guarantee you that he will have off season surgery. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's definitely a torn, a torn ligament there or something, you know, or, or something seriously that he's battling through and look man that's the name of the game and i'm with you like i don't i don't know people's pain tolerance i don't know um you know the ins and outs of what you know i know people go through a lot to you know uh suit up and play these games right 
everybody's hurt at this time of the year. But again, everybody's hurt at this time of the year. And the issue here, man, you know, that I have with it is that end of the day, man, like Brandon's the leader. He's the leader of the team. So even from an optics standpoint, like Larry played, what, eight minutes? He shouldn't have played one minute. If you if you really keep it in 100, he shouldn't have been out there at all. His ankle, his ankle ain't ready. His ankle's not right. He was fouling just based off the fact that he could not move, you know, once someone drove past him the way he's comfortably or typically doing so. That's just a part, it's part of the game. He lit back to the sideline and, and then you see him join in the third quarter. But I, you know, at this at this stretch of the year where everybody knows how important this homestand is, Chaz mentioned the rest of you know these next these next six games, so on and so forth. And we could talk about the Laker game and so on and so forth. But we knew that the homestand itself was important. Brandon knows that the homestand is important. Mm-hmm. It was now or never. And going here and going from here is now or never. Brandon mentioned before the All-Star break, like, yo, um, you know, we I feel like we play better when everything's on the line, when we truthfully he, he I'm I'm paraphrasing, but it was something it was something there. Well, everything is on the line. Every game is on the line. That Thunder game that, you know, that that was lost yesterday could have been totally different if you were out there. Um. I don't know how how uh, how injured he is, but I will say that watching a guy like Larry go out there on one leg, watch watching CJ adjust his thumb after after every shot, and if you're not even seeing Brandon go out there to give it a go in these important games, it sucks, man. Because people are out there, you know. Look, <laughs> if the Pelicans if, if the Pelicans move to Wyoming tomorrow, I probably will not be a fan. If they are the new the New Mexico Pelicans, it's not gonna hit the same. It has New Orleans on it. That's the reason I'm invested. Then people are in there paying money they don't have to be out there and watch a team go out there and leave it out there on the line. And even if that means a 70%, 85%, 60%, 90%, as the leader, this is what comes with the bill. Getting that getting paid that much, unfortunately, this is what comes with that bill. Is what it is. Well said because I because brain at 70% is still better than a lot of these players at a hundred percent. That's that's where that's where I'm at. Even a and, decoy. And once again, I, I don't know the extent of the injury. I tweak the ankle, roll the ankle, whatever you want to do. I mean, Chaz and let you have it here. Um <laughs> I, I, I listen, I, and I, and Chaz, you've been um somewhat harsh on Brandon and his leadership skills and play and etc. But um in my opinion, I, I think eventually, especially in a playoff race, man, where every game matters now, um, you got to suit up and play. And that's another guy, Chris, I didn't mention, JV. I mean, how many times do you see that dude limping? And, and he's bound through injury too, man. Like so, Very solid game from JV tonight. Um, I want Let me uh, add, add a, a correction. I was thinking about the initial Kings game that he set out on, uh, on the back-to-back that the Pelicans won. So here and here's my thing with Brandon. Just for the sake of fairness, he did sustain an ankle, some type of ankle injury against the Kings, right? But and also in the interest of fairness, even when Brandon is 100 percent some nights Brandon just ain't good. Brandon, like if you go, if you I can see if he, every night he was 100 percent he was just like a top 15, top 10 player. No, most nights Brandon is the second or third best player on the floor when healthy in that Kings game prior to his injury, Brandon was not good. Brandon was not good at all in, in that Kings game. 
Brandon in the, in the Dallas game, um, you know, he goes down with the ankle injury, tries to drag it off. It doesn't work. Luca, um, you know, he has his injury. He, he manages to finish the half. Um, you know, CJ, who's been, you know, laboring this for months now, it seems like, right? It's finishing whole games, grabbing his hand after shots. Um, and he's managing to play. You know, Brandon comes out, he hits the showers, comes out street clothes. He's biting people on the sideline and shit. He's jovial. He's full of good, good fun-loving energy, right? He's not distraught that his team is getting, you know, and beaten or nothing like he don't he don't he don't care like you know what I'm saying he don't care and interest in, in the interest of fairness right you can never know what's going on with someone's body but if Jen Hell is saying yo nothing's wrong with him structurally it's fine you know and even if you words mean things if someone oh he's just a little sore who's not a little sore in March it's March <laughs> like dude like come on like, and again, even Brandon's style of play, Brandon isn't some shifty, crafty, explosive guy. Like, like, come on, man. You can't you can't even go out there and say, all right, I'm just going to spot up tonight. I'm just going to be a decoy, spot up, do a little facilitating. Like, Luca looks like a seal. Luca looks like a bag of potato salad. Luca is one of the worst athletes I've ever seen. Everything Luca does is difficult. Like when Luca runs and does everything, he does not look like a healthy person. I don't even know if he's injured. That's just how he looks most most days and nights, right? And he still manages to go out there most nights, put forth an incredible effort, you know, win, lose, or draw, whatever. But it's like, friend, come on. At some point, you have to like, you have to stop waiting on a guy's potential you know what i'm saying you're not a three-point threat you're not you're not a guy who's gonna attack the rim you can't even win with that brand of basketball like him taking these these tough contested shoes i mean sorry tough contested twos it's just an ugly brand of basketball when he is available it's just like come on let's let's stop this charade get him off the team get this man off the team this clip this moment uh, production clip this moment get brandon off the team man. so just get him off the team. Right, hold up hold up hold up hold up so <laughs> first off brand's top in my opinion top 15 when healthy is the top 15 20 offensive player you you would have to tell me 19 to 20 players that brandon's head and shoulders better than oh, on Chad's every given better. night ah I mean, I gotta disagree with that, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, well, I'll disagree with you off camera too. Okay. Um, because <laughs> I, I, I want to bring up this and like the last point, Chris, and let Chaz uh, get in here too, because what kind of message does it send to the team, right? On a back to back, need the win at home. CJ's banged up, JV's banged up, et cetera, like that. What, what kind of message? Like, I just, I guess the tweet from Christian Clark kind of threw me off tonight. Uh, with he's a little sore. Uh, what kind of message is that sending the team that he's not going to suit up tonight? Do you think it's a negative impact? I mean, do people care? Do people not care? Because it, it seems Look, pretty likable. I can only go off the fact that the people that you talk to tell tell you that he's the leader of that team. The last, I think the last article that Will Guillory dropped about B.I. talked about him being the leader of the team. We watched what he did last year. If I watch my leader, my, my so-called leader, um, if I'm watching him sit out with quote unquote soreness and I'm watching the seventh, 
eighth guy off the bench come back and play earlier than scheduled. You know, um, again, like we're you can't question um, you can't question what you don't know in regards to two injuries. Right. But if you sprained your ankle and you're not in the boot, you know, I mean, you know, it's it's. It's a you running, running and jumping around, like, huh? You running and jumping around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when Trey, you know, I mean, you know, we see we see you working out before the game. It just looks bad, and that's you know, and that's my thing. It's like if I'm in Bi's, if I'm in Bi's corner, if I'm one of his, if I'm one of his partners, like, bro, this don't look right. Like that's I don't care about none of this. Like that just doesn't look good because I'm watching someone limp out there. I'm watching someone, someone with one hand, night to night, give you everything that he has. On both sides of the floor, whatever CJ has, even if it's not pretty all the time, right. he's giving you pretty much everything he has right now. Brandon, you are the leader. Without Zion, you are the best player on this team. And when you hear soreness, it's a feel like don't even mark him as questionable. That's the thing. It's bad optics everywhere. Don't even mark him as questionable. Just say he's doubtful or say he's out. Don't do that. And if you B.I., bro, even if it's five minutes, if you know you're not going to play, you got to go out there and show them young dudes on the bench that you're going to have to depend on. These dudes is learning from you. These dudes are trying to get paid based off of what you are showing on the floor and off the floor. Hey, I'm giving you all everything I got right now because I have to. It's like to, to agree with Chris as far as optics. Imagine this. Justin, if I call you tomorrow and I say, Justin, I'm flat broke. I really need to borrow some money. They about to cut my lights off. Susan Waterboard outside with a pair of pliers right now. It's over for me, right? I need your help. And you say, all right, Chad, you cash out me some money. And then you check my Instagram. I'm in the club. <laughs> I got big bottles. I'm <laughs> money in my hand. You're going to be like, that mother such and such. You're going to be like, this is crazy, right? That's what's happening here. That, that That's what's happening. And it's, it's, it's to the point where it's like, all right, cool. Bro, if it's in November, whatever, right? You know, if it's in November, it's annoying, but it's like, whatever. We're in the thick of things. We aren't comfortably seated anywhere. The Pelicans are the 11th seed right now. If the season ended today, everyone's going fishing. You're going on vacation anyway, bro. Just, just you know, just hold on for a second. You know, it's, it's just, it's, in, it's again, frustrating. It's, it's frustrating. It's entirely frustrating, and it's not an isolated incident. It's not an isolated incident. And without us knowing the full extent of the injury, I think if we at least had, from what we do know, I think we can at least come to the conclusion that, you know, he he has the final say. I, I want to throw the medical staff at least a little bit of a bail here and say, yo, everything isn't the medical staff's fault. Everything isn't the medical staff being overly precautious. Sometimes guys just don't want to play. Sometimes that's what it is. I, I, I don't think this medical staff gave Larry Nance the go-ahead. I don't think this medical staff told C.J. McCollum he's fine. I'm sure they're like, you know, these are the risks if you do play. So, like, at the end of the day, again, it goes back to accountability and do you want to win or not? And if you don't, that's that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Every, you know, that's what's up. You just, just trade them this offseason and let's put the charade to bed let's 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 get it over with do you think he plays tuesday chris that's sad you have to think about it that's really sad well, you have to think about well, it well here's the here's the problem with that because i was because 
I've heard that he's playing Tuesday. And I heard that like Saturday. Why mm-hmm. Why would you hear that Saturday? Though? Exactly. How does that even get out to where before the first game is played? This was before this was Saturday morning. Before the first game is played, people talking mm-hmm. about he Tuesday. He just so happened to not miss. It's just it's a bad look. And everybody, everybody, organization that everybody has to do a better job with this, bro. Because we gotta call it. People are not stupid. And they and 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 if and you're in a business where you can't be 100 percent transparent. I understand that. You are in a business where you cannot be 100% transparent and tell the truth about every single inkling and thing that's going on. I get that 100%. But at some point, people feel they, they feel like their intelligence is being insulted, right? You know, it, it, it sucks, man, because we talked about it earlier. It's like, bro, the fan base was finally in a, in a, in a really good place after, like, coming into the season. Now, bro, you're in a situation where when the season ends or the trajectory in which it's ending – you're no better than you were last year. In fact, you're worse. worse. You're in a worse spot. The trajectory that this is going, you're in a worse spot from a fan base and with where the excitement, the surety of people knowing what they are investing into than ever. You never want to be in that spot. And, yo, I mean, listen, it, it, us even having these conversations about the best parts of this team sucks. Chaz, because Chris, y'all, y'all both make great points, and Chris makes a great point. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more about the optics, right? I mean, I couldn't tell you. I've never seen a fan base. They say that Brandingham's questionable. I must have seen 50 people on Twitter be like, well, we know what this means. Right. I mean, he's like, like, as to Chris's point, we're not stupid. So why are yeah. you setting yourself up for failure? Why are you setting yourself up? Just say doubtful. Just say out. You know, I mean, with questionable, you're just stringing us along. There, there's no like kinetic chain amongst the entire organization from ownership on down, right? Because you never really know. Jen, one of the best in the business, but you never really know what Jen's going to say, you know. And then you never really know what AD and Joel's going to say. <laughs> and you, you kind of know what Griff's going to say when he is made available. Trajan is just like, I don't know, man. Trajan is like your, uh, it's like an offensive lineman. You never, you you should, you only recognize the offensive lineman when he's bad. And I recognize Trajan a lot in this organization. You know what I'm saying? What like, does that have to do with the injury report? <laughs> no, I'm telling you because it's it's kinetic. It's it's coming from the top down. Ownership doesn't have any accountability about what's getting out there, how things are communicated. Griff doesn't have any accountability about what's out there. The GM, I don't even know what Trajan really does. I don't know what Swin does. I, I literally don't know what Swin does. You know, the coaching staff, things of that nature. Willie Green. I mean, we like, yo, is what what does Brandon have? Is it a toe sprain or what is it? He was like, it's a bruise. But I, you say there was a sprain. Well, it's a sprain and a bruise. Like, so we don't know anything. All right, he's concussed. All right, he don't have a concussion. He's not in protocols. Okay, he is in protocols now. Like, we don't know. Like, what are you talking about? The monkey's his uncle? What, what are you talking about? What, like, no one, there's a clear fracture in communication with this organization across the board. And I guarantee you, you would have a Frank Vogel moment if if you ask Willie Green something. He'll be like, hey, Brandon said that. He'll be like, ain't nobody told me nothing. Ain't nobody told me blank. It's, it's. It's organizational. Like, there's no cohesion. 
There's no chemistry from the top down. It seems like no one really has a clear plan, a clear directive. That's why this team plays differently every single night. Because, like, you never know what team is going to show up every single night. And you can say that about every aspect of this team. You never know what the what the Pels Twitter going to tweet. You never know what Griffin going to come out and say. It's, just, it's everything. Like, it's everything about this whole, like, organization is contradicting one another. Like, it's all they do is contradict one another. Well, good. Go ahead, Chris. Justin. Justin, because listen, we here now. I mean, it's it, you know, it is what it is. Just let it, just let it run. We passed thirty now. You you gonna be able to get the fourth quarter. Look, <laughs> <laughs> you go, you go catch the fourth quarter. I promise. Look, man, here, <laughs> it's bro. Like, and people, people are gonna get in the comments, and it's like, well, we won the game. Well, that's great, but Portland's a terrible team. Portland, Portland is a terrible defensive team, and without Dame, they are a high school basketball team. They are really bad. You know, you took care of business. And I, listen, I'm happy that they that they won the game, but I'm looking – I'm not just looking at day-to-day, bro. We, we're talking about the rest of this season. I'm thinking about a year from now, two years from now. I'm not just thinking about this particular moment, right? That's, that's fine. We're also speaking about this Thunder game, which you've given – you've given the Thunder pretty – like competitive games – if I remember for every time you've played them until yesterday, and it was the perfect time, the perfect time for your star to show up, to at least go out there and try magnitude of the moment, opponent, situation, whatever. Because guess what? SGA set out tonight. Mm. He knew them. He knew, all right, if I gotta play, it gotta be, it gotta be Saturday. Like, bro, it, it, it's it's tough because you are at the end of the day, the Pelicans are a business, they're an organization. And there are just things looking looking at as a fan, as a as a as a content creator, as an observer that just don't make sense. That can't be explained from time to time. And yes, that brings frustration, and that's okay. That brings frustration. It's a business in which I can't simple. I can't bring you simple math equations consistently. You know what I mean? And I can't continue coming out and trying to um, explain or try to give you give bail or explanation on things and which the organization don't seem like from time to time they're 100% sure on. It gotta be connected. Chad, Chad, it gotta be a connection from top to bottom. Brandon Ingram being, being put put out as questionable. When you're telling me he has an ankle sprain? Right. I know that doesn't make sense. Get, hey, was it always a sprain? Huh? The, was, yeah. was it, it's always been labeled as an ankle yeah, sprain. Yeah. Th- th- that e- broke. To Chris's to piggyback on Chris's point, right? Think about this. That evening, the evening of the game, brother. Brandon's not out. No, Brandon's out. Well, he's not out, out. He's warming up. He's gonna try to play back. Then Jen come back five minutes later. All right, he out for good now. It's like, what are we doing here? What, what are we doing? The next time I saw Brandon, he was biting Jose on the shoulder. It's just like, why is it so much what? Why is it like one big board game here? To what like every like it's like like it's it's just insane. You know what started? Um, I was talking about this with Lito tonight. Uh, you know he took that time off. I mean he was hurt. I, I forget the exact injury, but right before last season, he took up all those games before the playing game. Right? Yeah. That was that a hamstring? It was an actual ankle sprain. Oh no, yeah, it was an ankle. That was after. No, that a hamstring, right? No, it was, it was an ankle sprain before and then a hamstring. Yeah, right. he got he sprained his ankle in New York. Then he had that hamstring. 
And then he had he had like a hip thing. I, I, look, I don't even know. And, and and that's the point. And here's and let's let's just say this. Well, wait, wait, hold up. You don't know what? Like, don't like back no. to the back to the back to the point. Why don't we like know the extent of injuries? Like we we all knew something was wrong with Zion yeah. until they, they then finally came out like two or three days later. Everyone's like, "Where the hell is Zion? What's going on with Zion? Yeah. We haven't seen Zion." And then everyone's like, "Oh, he had a setback." And everyone's like, "Shocker, right?" But, but the, the thing ca- is, we do actually, it's stuff we can't say or stuff we won't say, but that shit, stuff we do know. We're not like guessing our way through this. Some people are frustrated because they know actual things. And that's like the issue here. And that's what makes it seem like more of a systemic issue versus one player. Because this isn't all Brandon's fault. If no. Brandon, Brandon is just him being one of the better players. It's just more blatant. And you would you would hope they would in him being a leader on the team, you would hope there's more accountability from him. But this is a this is a team organization issue from the ownership to the cafeteria. I'm talking about literally to the cafeteria. Top like this is across the board. And that's insane to me at this juncture. Justin, everything was gettable. That also leads to the frustration. When you when you think about everything with this season, when you think about the excitement coming in, when you when you think about where you were last year and just some of the some of the moments that's gonna go down in Pelicans and Pelicans history of just fun for a team that only won 35, 36 games, <laughs> it was fun as hell. It, it just was towards towards the end, it was fun as hell, which is crazy. Yeah. If I had to explain to my grandchild, hey, the best time I had as a Pelicans <laughs> fan was a year where we won 36 games. I would look, I, I would sound like an idiot, but yo, that's just, that's the facts, right? But okay, you look at that. You look at, you know, uh, all right, they were they were number one in the West, but forget that. Let's look at right now. Even today, so much is still gettable and so much is still undecided, undecided bro. Yeah. Undecided. The third team in the West doesn't know when their star point guard is coming back to play basketball. Mm. The number two team in the West, are the Sacramento Kings. And the number one team in the West, no one's scared. <laughs> they haven't made yeah. the playoffs since, I don't know, since before before the first iPhone came out. Shout out to Grub. Man. The Nuggets have lost three straight. Everything is gettable. You just, you just needed to be bad. If you were just bad, you would be like the fourth <laughs> or fifth seed. Bro. You Especially with the start they got. Yeah, I mean, you oh, managed man. to be terrible. <laughs> you managed to be god awful somehow. How did you pull this off? Like, we don't How want this team to fail, bro. Like that's <laughs> we do not. I am. We do not want this team to fail. I do not wake up and say, "Oh, they lose today." I don't. So, number two is the Kings. We all know it's the Kings, right? Number three, Jaws. Obviously, yeah, we don't know when. Number four, Phoenix. KD just. Who knows the KD, right? Keep going. Uh, number five, Clippers. Uh, they're who knows. Right? Who knows? They're, they're really good. Then Kawhi, PG, Westbrook. Who knows? You're not uh, done. Keep going. Golden Golden State six is literally the worst road record. Um, <laughs> and stuff. History of the NBA for a defensive champion team. Uh, the Timberwolves are the Timberwolves. Mavericks are hurt. The Lakers, then the Jazz and the Pelicans. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you make the playoffs and then you somehow get Zion back, I think like this. This thing can still be something, but your superstar. I know, guys. I you mean, can't do it without this stretch, and that goes into it. Well, this I know that's why you gotta play. You gotta play. Right. You, you have, have to. It's the only way you see Zion again. Yeah. 
It's what, the only truthful way. Can I see this one more one more thing we get up? Um, people are like, well, you know, you're focusing on Brandon. Why don't y'all focus on Zion? Sure. It all of it sucks. All of it sucks at the fact that, that your top two guys are always hurt. A hundred percent. We do focus on Zion. We we focus on Zion for a whole season last year. We focus on Zion possibly not being a part of this core, assuming he would not be a Pelican again. We we went through so many different levels. Zion got a whole year. We focus on Zion to start this season. This season. Yeah. Even even then, Zion helped get this team to first in the West while Brandon was out. Zion was doing generational things and looked like an MVP candidate for a stretch. It's different. Unfortunately, it's a small glimpse, small window. It's different. Sure, Brandon, Brandon got this team to six games in a Western Conference playoff race. And I well, you know, in the first round, yeah, a hundred percent. But we're not like you're not pivoting off. Like, if it sucks, it sucks. No matter, no matter what, bro. I'm not P Barry, not Zion for no, it, it's a complete failure. You can't, there's not one person you can blame because this show ain't about just blaming Brandon. Yeah, it's a complete failure. I think for me, again, it's like when they are available, one guy is the better player. And for me personally, look, I'll trade anyone on the team. I'm loyal to the front of the jersey. I don't care about the name on the back as far as, you know, holding some type of sentimental value. I wish all of these players success in whatever they do, right? Health and wealth and success. But as it pertains to the results, Zion is the better player. Someone posed a question today. Oh, how how do you how would this is that team even a have question? Is, yeah. is oh, that like a question no, for Brandon and Zion who's a better player? Absolutely. I love Brandon. Brandon's my guy, but I mean it's... no, yeah, it's it's absolutely a question, right? And someone posed a question today. Um, shout out to him. They was like, shout out to Kai. He was like, you know, where would this team be if Brandon was healthy all season? And I said seven wins. Worse than they are now because you, if you did, like he said, healthy seven all season worse? with no Zion. And I was like, seven wins worse than you are now. Like, he's just not that caliber of player. If he was a better player, he could get away with a lot more. He would have enough rope for you to say, well, when he does play, he's one of the best players I've ever seen. No, that, that's, that's just not the case in my opinion. And as far as if we keeping it, if we keeping it a total buck, total buck, buck here. Zion hurt for real, for real. Zion's injury is significant, and it's been significant since it was initially announced. A lot of people, I mean, we we know, but a lot of people didn't pay attention to the Woj tweet. So it was like, yo, this is not a mild injury. This is a significant injury, right? So, and before that, he was playing MVP caliber basketball. You know, when Brandon got hurt, he, he wasn't. And since he's been back, he hasn't. You know, and... It just is what it is, man. It ain't personal. It's business. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Boot Crew Media. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook. The biggest tournament in college basketball is here right now. New customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BOOT as you see in that bottom right screen. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose, only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code BOOT. Chaz, Chris, Pelicans win, get the Lakers Tuesday. We'll be live after the game at the Rusty Nail. Oh, hopefully Brandon's <laughs> back. Oh, it's so short. It's so short. And it's <laughs> like, like, comment, subscribe. Can, and hold up. Before we get off this, I know it was 
most of the last second half was pretty negative, but congratulations, Trey Murphy, man. That yeah, was congratulations, Trey Murphy. Man. Incredible game. Uh, Herb Jones, points. incredible game. Yeah, career high 41, uh, nine threes. He was uh, fantastic tonight, so congrats, uh, Trey Murphy. We will see you all Tuesday. Peace.